may take your seats. Congratulations, class of 2017. I am Professor Jonathan L. Walton, the Plummer Professor of Christian Morals and Pusey Minister here in the Memorial Church, and it is my honor and my pleasure to welcome you all to the Memorial Church of Harvard University, a space of grace on this campus, a space of grace where we pursue both veritas and caritas, truth and love. My friends, it is commencement week. This week is not one of culmination and conclusion concerning your education. It is commencement. It's just the beginning. And it's my sincere prayer that each of you will embrace the world with an open mind, humble spirits, and a curious, courageous, and compassionate demeanor. These are the virtues that Harvard College set out to instill four years ago when you entered through these gates. Whether in the classroom, whether on the squash court, whether serving through Phillips Brooks House or singing in the university choir, I pray that Harvard impressed upon you some simple truths that are anything but simplistic. Wisdom is more precious than silver or gold. The common good outlasts individual accomplishments. And every grand idea that has ever pushed humanity forward began with a dream. And it began with faith. The intent of today's baccalaureate service is to serve as a moral capstone so take this time to embrace the hour as one of intellectual inspiration and spiritual reflection. Be proud. Be proud in recalling how far you have traveled in four years. And be proud of the many obstacles that you have overcome. But even as you're proud of your accomplishments, even as you're proud of the many things that you have overcome, embrace the path put before you humbly. Embrace it. Embrace the paths that are ahead of you, the paths that are ahead of you, humbly and with an open mind and with a humble, beautiful, courageous, curious spirit, realizing that each day, that we have on this planet is simply a day of grace. We welcome you, Harvard College Class of 2017. And on behalf of the entire staff of the Memorial Church, we thank God for each one of you. And it's with that that we would ask if you are able to stand to your feet as we sing the opening hymn together. Give ear, ye children, to my law. The words are printed in your programs.
be seated. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم واعتصموا بحبل الله جميعا ولا تفرقوا واذكروا نعمة الله عليكم إذ كنتم أعداء فألف بين قلوبكم فأصبحتم بنعمته إخوانا وكنتم على شفا حفرة من النار فأنقذكم منها كذلك يبين الله لكم آياته لعلكم تهتدون ولتكن منكم أمة يدعون إلى الخير ويأمرون بالمعروف وينهون عن المنكر وأولئك هم المفلحون بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ولله غيب السماوات والأرض وما أمر الساعة إلا كلمح البصر أو هو أقرب إن الله على كل شيء قدير والله أخرجكم من بطون أمهاتكم لا تعلمون شيئا وجعل لكم السمع والأبصار والأفئدة لعلكم تشكرون I seek refuge in God from the accursed in the name of God, the most gracious, the most merciful. And hold firmly to the rope of God altogether, and do not become divided. And remember the favor of God upon you, when you were enemies, and he brought your hearts together, and you became, by his favor, brothers. And you were on the edge of a pit of the fire, and he saved you from it. Thus does God make clear to you his verses, that you may be guided. And let there be arising from you a nation inviting to all that is good, enjoining what is right and forbidding what is wrong, and those will be the successful. In the name of God, the most gracious, the most merciful. And to God belongs the unseen aspects of the heavens and the earth. And the command for the hour is not but as a glance of the eye or even nearer. Indeed, God is over all things competent. And God has extracted you from the wombs of your mothers, not knowing a thing. And he made for you hearing and vision and intellect that perhaps you would be grateful.真実に助け一条の心なら何故愛でも仕方受け取る口先の追証ばかりはいらんもの真の心に誠あるなら段々と何事にてもこの世は神の体や試案してみよう人間は南神の貸し物や
何と思うて作っているやら今年には珍しいことを始めかけ今まで知らぬことをするぞや If you are truly of a mind to save others single-heartedly, I shall firmly accept you, even if you say nothing. Words of flattery are unwanted, if only there is sincerity in the core of your mind. This universe is the body of God. Ponder this in all matters. All human bodies are things lent by God. With what thought are you using them? This year, I shall begin marvelous things. I shall do things you have never known before. Hoste Adelfoimu agapetos kai epipotitos Hara kai Stephanos mu Hutos teko in curios agapetos Hairete in curios pantote palinereo Hairete Hoepikes humonginosco Pasanthropos ho curios engus Medis merimnao Alla in paso prosuke caio deasis meta eucharistia Hoete mata humon gnorizo prosotheos. Caio Ireneo teos, ho hupereco pasnus, frureo ho cardia humon, caio noemata humon Christos Jesus. Holipon Adelphos, hosos estieletes, hosos semnos, hosos dicaios, hosos agnos, hosos prosfiles, hosos euphemos, Itis arete kai tise pena, tauta logizomai. Hos kai mantano kai paralambano kai aquo kai iro enemoi. Tauta praso kai otheos, ho irene esomai meta humon. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, dear friends. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, 
If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Lightnings number eight. The annals say, when the monks of Clonmacnoise were all at prayers inside the oratory, a ship appeared above them in the air. The anchor dragged along behind so deep it hooked itself into the altar rails. And then, as the big hull rocked to a standstill, a crewman shinned and grappled down the rope and struggled to release it, but in vain. This man cannot bear our life here and will drown, the abbot said, unless we help him. So they did. The freed ship sailed, and the man climbed back out of the marvelous as he had known it. Samvadadvam Samvomanam Sijanatam Deva Bhagayatapurve Sanjanana Upasate Samano Mantras Samitis Samani Samanam Manas Sahachittamesham Samanam mantram abhimantra eva Samane navo havisha juhomi Samani va samana Ridayani vahap Samanamastu vomano Yatha vasu sahasati Om Shanti 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 Hari Om May we come together for a common purpose. May our minds be united in the quest for higher wisdom. Common be our prayer, common our goal, common be our purpose, common our ideal. Unified be our hearts, united our intentions. Perfect be the harmony and unity amongst us. May the one and the same divine being, who is the father in heaven of the Christians, holy one of the Jewish faith, Allah of the Muslims, Buddha of the Buddhists, 
Dao of the Taoists, Auramazda of the Zoroastrians, the Great Spirit of the Native Americans, and Brahman of the Hindus, lead us from ignorance to knowledge, from darkness to light, from death to immortality. May we be granted clear understanding and the courage to pursue the goals of social justice, nonviolence, harmony, and peace with single-minded attention. Peace, peace, peace.
प्रसदे सर्व हानिरस्योपजायते प्रसन्न चेतस्यो हाशु बुद्धि पर्यवतिष्ठते नियतम कुरु कर्मात्वम कर्मजयायो हकर्मणा शरीरयात्रापी चाते ना प्रसिद्धा कर्मणा पत्रम पुष्पम फलम तोयम योमे भक्तिया प्रयच्छति तदहम भक्तियो पहारतम अश्नामी प्रतात्मना Peace of mind means the end of all ills. For the understanding of him whose mind is at peace is secure. Do thou thy allotted task, for action is superior to inaction. With inaction, even life's normal course is not possible. Lord Krishna says, if one offers me with love and devotion a leaf, a fruit, flower, a fruit, or water, I will accept it. Vaheguru Ji Ka Khalsa, Vaheguru Ji Ki Fateh, Sivaya. Tan jiyo te ko jag mein, mukhte har chit mein judh bichare. De anatna nitra hai jas nav chade pavsagar taare. Tiraj taam bane ehen tan budh, so deepak jiyo ujiyare Gyani ki badtani manu haath le katrata kutwar buhare De shiva bar moh ehe Shubh karman te kabhu na taro Na daro arsyo jab jai lado Nishchay kare apni jeet karo अरसिक हो अपने ही मन को ये लालच हो गुणताओं चरो जब आव की औद निदान बने अत हीरन में तब जूझ मरो In this world blessed is the person who fights through their words, their mind, and their actions, the war of truth and righteousness. Who considers their current life as transient and who carries themselves and others away from this fleeting world towards unison with the universe who makes this body an abode of forbearance and enlightens it with the lamp of intellect, and who, taking the broom of knowledge in their hand, sweeps away the rubbish of cowardice. O oh, timeless being, give me the strength to never refrain from doing the right thing, so that I may fight without fear, all foes in life's battles, 
and claim victory with confidence and courage. Teach me to understand humility so that my highest ambition is to sing praises of the divine. And when my life is coming to an end, may I spend my last breath still fighting. Vaigru ji ka khalsa, Vaigru ji ki fateh. Lakol zman, ve'it lakol chefetz, tachat hashamayim. Eit la ledet, ve'it la mut. Eit la ta'at, ve'it la akor natua. Eit la harog, ve'it lirpo. Eit lifrot, ve'it livnot. Eit lifkot, ve'it lishok. Eit sefod, ve'it berkod. Eit la shlich avanim, ve'it kenos avanim. Eit la chabok, ve'it lirchok, mechabek. Eit levakesh, ve'it leabed. Eit lishmor. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die a time to plant, and a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill, and a time to heal, a time to break down, and a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to rend and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. Hojonto <laughs> Beke Hujon To e ina Oho a e aze Shenat ho hojon Hojanas lit, hojanas lit, hojanas lit, hojanas lit. From here, all shall be in beauty Mother Earth, Father Sky. 
Mother mountain, mother water. Darkness, daylight. Talking spirit of dawn, talking spirit of evening twilight. White corn boy, yellow corn girl. Corn pollen boy, corn beetle girl. All is in peace, harmony, balance, and happiness. Water is life. Education is medicine. Beauty all around me. All is beautiful once again. 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 Let us pray. Holy, loving, and creative God, what more can we ask of you on such a day as this? You are a good God who shares good gifts with your children, gifts we celebrate this week. Family, friends, our faculty, the ability to study, learn, and apply our time and energy to a purpose. Having been given so much, we pray for two things. One, that you, God, would protect and deliver all those who graduate from the sense of entitlement that somehow suggests that we've come here to this place on our own or that we deserve these blessings. Two, that you, God, would guide and empower each graduate to offer themselves their time and talent and treasure in ways that lead to the flourishing of humankind in your earth. This I ask in the name of Jesus, who said, I did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give my life to set many others free. Amen.
Greetings, Harvard College class of 2017. <clears throat> what a privilege it is to pause with you for a moment during this frenzy of commencement week as you prepare to join the company of educated persons. I can imagine you are wondering to what we owe this strange honor. Just us, together one last time, for the curious medieval custom called the baccalaureate in a time of celebration more suited for bacchanalia. <laughs> Yet here we are, you in pews and I in a pulpit, where I am to impart the sober wisdom of age to the semi-sober enthusiasm <laughs> of youth. It's, it's a daunting task, almost as daunting as suggesting, and now I quote from the final report of the Implementation Committee for the Policy on Membership in Single Gender Social Organizations. <laughs> Wait for the quote. The recommendation that you eat in elegant attire and read Chaucer out loud at inner house dining societies. <laughs> You may remember when we gathered here for the first time at your freshman convocation, driven indoors by threat of rain. What is it with you guys in rain? <laughs> Some of you in Sanders Theater, connected by simulcast, others here in Memorial Church, fanning yourselves with your programs in the sweltering September air, listening to a lineup of elders in dark robes. Dean Smith told you, don't compare, connect. I told you to be comfortable with being uncomfortable, a very apt line given the temperature in the room. But it's a message that Memorial Church has clearly undermined by adding air conditioning in the meantime. So you are making history right now. You are the first air conditioned baccalaureate in Harvard's <laughs> 381 years. You had arrived from 60 countries and 49 states in spite of what was an unusual confluence of calamities. Four years ago, the Boston Marathon bombing canceled your Visitas weekend as you connected online or at Logan Terminal E as terror gripped Cambridge and Boston. You enrolled anyway and made Harvard your own even as in your first December, a bomb threat postponed many of your exams. You learned botanical factoids in your regular missives from Dean Pfister, and you confronted another dimension of nature your sophomore year as you made your way across campus in a winter with a record-breaking nine-plus feet of snow. You sledded down the steps of Widener, you cross-country skied to class, and you expanded your vocabulary to include new words for snow. Snowmageddon, snowcopolypse, snowmg. <laughs> as, juniors, as juniors, you revived old traditions like the mumps. <laughs>
and you inaugurated new traditions as well. The first to concentrate in theater, dance, and media. The first to serve on the Honor Council for Academic Integrity. The first to call the newly renovated Dunster House home. <laughs> and as, as seniors, you experienced the first Harvard workers' strike in 30 years. 22 days, 22 days of insomnia cookies and lamb cough coffee as some of you embraced the workers' cause, taking food to them. And after all that tumult came last year's presidential election. You have stood up and stood out. You started an annual Saturday Night Live-style comedy show called Sketch. You co-founded the Harvard College Conservation Society and an LBG, um, LGBTQ, excuse me, organization for people of color. You created a free college admissions guide for underserved students. You walked out of class to affirm that black lives matter. You rallied against sexual assault. You blockaded Mass Hall in support of fossil fuel divestment. You gathered to protest the implications of SGSO policy for women's organizations. You marched for science on Boston Common, and you went to jail for immigrant rights. You won honors for theses on topics from the cultural history of malt liquor to the cataloging of distant star clusters, and even a thesis which was a rap album based on Chaucer that made national news. You discussed black holes with Stephen Hawking and black ballerinas with Misty Copeland. You explored statecraft with Hillary Clinton and you won Rhodes scholarships to study how doctors and patients communicate and to study the history of Jews among Muslims. In your senior year, you cheered on the basketball team as it took the floor in China. You helped capture 12 Ivy League championships, but you shared the agony of losing the game to Yale for the first time in 10 years. But on the bright side, Winthrop House sustained its undefeated run by taking the Strauss Cup for the third time in a row. <laughs> and then you led men's hockey to the NCAA Frozen Four in our first beanpot victory in 24 years. Now you marked many of these milestones with snaps and tweets and posts to Insta. The, the value of being noticed, especially on social media, has been a powerful force in your lives. At the same time, many of you have told me how the constant expectation of doing something notable makes you question the meaning of success. Bob Dylan once said, being noticed can be a burden, even apparently when you win the Nobel Prize. <laughs> that is why I want to take the next few minutes to talk to you not about being noticed, something you are already very good at, but about the value of noticing, which may be less familiar. 
Noticing is in fact at the heart of what we have endeavored to nurture in you these last four years. It's at the heart of a liberal arts education. Noticing, not just passively seeing, but actively looking, is connecting your mind and awareness to something beyond yourself and often beyond your existing knowledge and assumptions. Noticing is the pathway out of the echo chamber of your own mind. Perhaps some of you took Jennifer Roberts' course, The Art of Looking, where students stand in front of one painting for three hours and note their evolving observations. Professor Roberts says, just because you've looked at something doesn't mean that you've seen it. And it turns out that noticing, that looking, can be liberating and humbling. It gives us permission not to be seen, but to see. Not to be heard, but to listen. It calls our attention to things we take for granted. Things that lead us to ask, as Professor Roberts says, how things got to be the way they are. Professor Hopi Hoekstra of the Department of Organismic and Evolutionary Biology gives a very similar assignment. Science starts with observation, she explains, as she sends her students out for three hours of watching squirrels. Professor Max Bazerman of the Kennedy and Business Schools has written a book about noticing and leadership, and he even offers a winter session course called Noticing, a Leadership Challenge. It explores, he writes on the syllabus, the dangerous human capacity not to notice across many domains. It is designed to help students avoid noticing failures. We humans are highly susceptible to these cognitive blind spots, these noticing malfunctions. It's an important goal of education to combat them. The psychiatrist R.D. Lang once observed in a highly circular sentence that you probably need to almost have a Harvard degree in order to follow, but here goes. The range of what we think and do is limited by what we fail to notice. And because we fail to notice that we fail to notice, there is little we can do to change until we notice how failing to notice shapes our thoughts and deeds. My graduation wish for you is that we will have succeeded in making you noticers. That your ability to identify noticing malfunctions, your capacity in Lang's words to notice failing to notice, will enable you to be genuine seekers of truth no matter what direction your lives may take you. Now the discipline of looking is not easy partly because we are hardwired to notice some things and not others. We tend not to see our own prejudices for one thing, what Professor Mazarin Banaji calls implicit bias. We believe that we assess others fairly and accurately. Yet all of us have absorbed attitudes that often contradict the values we profess. That is why self-awareness matters the conscious effort to notice our own assumptions, especially in a diverse community. Part of what we have asked you to do here is to notice each other, to explore 
and learn from your similarities and differences across religions, races, ethnicities, political viewpoints, nationalities, sexual orientations, and gender identities. One of the dictionary definitions of notice is, and I quote, to treat someone with some degree of attention or recognition. To notice is to affirm to another, I see you. You are not invisible. It opens the possibility for connection and understanding. Noticing is the condition for empathy. We also tend not to notice that we are lucky. As one of your economics professors, Sendhil Mullanathan, recently pointed out in a column in the New York Times, we remember the headwinds that blow against us and we forget the tailwinds that help us along. Notice and be grateful for those tailwinds. Make no mistake, you are remarkable. And this week we celebrate the perseverance and hard work that got you here this afternoon. For many of you, against long and challenging odds, congratulations, you deserve to feel proud. And yet, there are seven billion people in the world. There are 1,626 of you. There's one of me. Why us? How often do we remind ourselves that to some degree we won a global lottery over which we had no control? We began by surviving into adulthood, our first lucky portal, and we passed on through several more. Whether it was the luck of having predecessors who fought for access to education, or supportive parents, or financial aid, or a teacher, or a team, or a random book that lifted us up out of nowhere and turned our heads or moved our hearts. One of you said to me, the most important things that happened to me here happened to me by accident. There's a responsibility that comes with recognizing that. By noticing our own luck, we can more easily notice when others don't have it. And we can nurture the humility essential for learning and growth. We might describe education as learning what to pay attention to. We are barraged with information. Artist Georgia O'Keeffe, a keen observer of nature, said that details can be confusing. It is only, she said, by selection, by elimination, and by emphasis that we get at the real meaning of things. Noticing means being open to unexpected and sometimes challenging points of view. Being ready to let a powerful new observation lead you to reverse your position or your argument. It is about the critical attention necessary to the pursuit of truth. It's about resisting the dangerous post-factual world in which we seem to find ourselves. And as you take your diplomas into the world, don't forget to notice what really matters to you. Pay attention to your own lives and what you want them to be. Look and find what you love, whether it's medicine or volcanology, stand-up comedy or finance. Don't settle for plan B, the safe plan, until you've pursued plan A, 
even if it might require a miracle. This is what I call the parking space theory of life, and I tell it to students every year. Don't park six blocks away from your destination because you've spotted an easy space along the way and are afraid you won't find a closer one. Pay attention to where you think you want to be. You can always circle back to where you have to be. You tell me you're already doing this. Keep it up, even when the pressures mount. Remember, the art of noticing is not a job. It's a way of being, a habit of moving through the world, alert and unbounded and open to others and to discoveries that impel you to learn and to change. This is what I most hope Harvard has instilled in you. I will leave you with one last observation. When Conan O'Brien, who graduated in the class of 1984, came back last year to talk to us at Sanders Theater, he described a love of comedy this way. It is a shard of the truth, he said, a spark that is there for a second and then disappears. The pursuit of truth as the art of noticing, whether you're searching for stardust or revealing for an instant the absurdities of life. He said he never tires of it, of finding, capturing, and sharing something that makes us laugh. Your degree may or may not get you noticed, but what I hope your education does is guarantee a lifetime of noticing, of catching that recurring spark. Go well, class of 2017. Read your Chaucer out loud. <laughs> Watch the squirrels. Keep looking and listening. And as you may have noticed, there's no one to whom I would rather entrust the class. Congratulations. I would ask that you would all please stand as you are able as we sing the closing hymn, Now Thank We All Our God.
Please be seated. May the gift of leadership awaken in you as a vocation. Keep you mindful of the providence that calls you to serve. When the way is flat and dull in times of gray endurance, may your imagination continue to evoke horizon. May you have the wisdom to read time clearly and know when the seeds of change will flourish. In your heart, may there be sanctuary for the stillness where clarity is born. May your work be infused with passion and creativity and have the wisdom to balance compassion and challenge. May you welcome your own vulnerability as the ground where healing and truth join. May integrity of soul be your first ideal and the source that will guide and bless your work. Receive now the final blessing. Class of 2017, you have been changed from glory into glory by this Harvard education. And so take the glory of it all, all that you have received, and let it shine onto a world that awaits your glorious splendor. Take the light, the shimmering, holy, abundant light that beams from your soul into a world that trembles with fear, trauma, and hurt. For you are not alone. The Holy One is afoot, pressing you to step boldly into this world with justice, mercy, and peace. And do not ever, I repeat, do not ever let the shadows of these times have the last word. Glory unto glory. Amen. <laughs>